Hey, I'm Andrew Douglas. A bunch of you know me, but probably a whole lot of you don't. I am the husband of Anne, and she is the director of Circle Square Ranch. This summer, due to COVID mainly, um, well, solely due to COVID, I was forcibly removed as director of the ranch, and my wife has taken over in a coup. Um, Anne preached earlier in the summer. I am still very much involved with the ranch, but Alex asked me to preach, and uh, I was really thrilled that he did, and I really appreciate it. We still feel so connected to Courtright. Courtright is a fantastic church, and it's, in some ways, it'll always be our home church. We grew so much there, met God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit at Courtright, and it really changed our lives. We owe it. We owe you so much. We're so thankful that we had Courtright in our past. Um, and and you, many of you are still walking with us in our present and supporting the ranch, supporting our ministry, and uh, still some of our closest friends. We love you. I get to preach out of Psalm 107 today. Uh, Psalm 107 starts with this call um, or this proclamation that God is good, that his love endures forever. And it's a call for us to give thanks because of his goodness. And that's, that's where I wanted to start. One of my favorite worship artists is a guy named John Thurlow. He used to be at the IHOP in Kansas City. And uh, he has since kind of branched out on his own. And he does these weekly, I think, worship sets on YouTube. They're like an hour long and they're just him and his piano and it is, it is, takes you to heaven, his music. And on August 31st, the most recent posting, he talks about giving thanks. So I thought we could just listen to a snippet of it and then I'll, I'll pick up and we'll keep going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. I think the story of my life, when I look back on it, my life so far, I'm not dead yet, but that God has been better to me than I would have been to me. He is so good. Sometimes I get stuck in what I don't have yet. And God calls us to, to look back on our lives and to see where his hand was at work and how good he's been to us. That's, that's how Psalm 107 starts. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Whether you feel it or not, whether it's evident in your life, that is the truth, that is the promise. God is good and his love endures forever. He loves you. I think due to time, I won't be able to read all of Psalm 107, but when I read it, I see it kind of chunked into four main parts in the center. And those are instances where where the people of God are called to look back on their lives, on the hard things that happen, and to see where God was good, to recognize his goodness, his hand in their lives, and to, and to give praise to him. So I, we're gonna go through each, each of those four parts, and they, they're, they're for very specific people in specific situations. And we're gonna read about them, we're gonna look at them, and then I'm gonna pray for you, and you're gonna hold open your hands, 
And God is going to break chains. He's going to free people. And, and, or he might, he might cause you to look back on the situations where you have been brought through by the hand of God and to testify that, to testify about that to the people around you. Because that's the second part of the beginning of Psalm 107. It says, give thanks to God for he is good. And then the second part, verses 2 and 3, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. We are called to give praise for what God has done and we're to testify to each other to say, you can't imagine how good God is. Let me tell you about his, about the story of him in my life. We're going to do that today too. So the first part, I got to walk around. I can't stand still. So Psalm 107. So this is our place in Mountain Grove, Ontario. And, uh, oh, I got a chicken. Hello. That could be Greg. I think that's Greg, the chicken. I don't know the chickens as well. They're kind of ants thing. Okay. From Psalm 107, verses 4 to 9. Some wandered in desert lands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their, their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. I think this is, this is a part of the psalm that is addressed to people who are lonely. If, if you are alone, you know, you can, feel, you can feel alone in a family, you can feel alone in a marriage, or you can feel alone just because there's, there's no one to talk to when you get home from work. If you're alone, God sees you and he loves you. I'm going I'm to pray for you because God, God wants to take you out of, your, out of the wilderness, out of your loneliness, and put you in a city. And cities are good because a, a good city is good, because it's safe, because you're surrounded by people who can who can help. That's one thing we feel in the country. It, we're kind of in the wilderness and it's 45 minutes usually for the ambulance to get to us. And um, the police are pretty far away too. And we're, uh, if, if the power goes out, we're the last ones to get back online. And it can feel, we can feel isolated. If you feel that way, if you feel like you are alone, even in a city, if you're just, there's no one to, to help you if you get sick or if you just feel alone, God wants to God wants to put you back in a community. So, um, let me pray for you. Jesus, I pray for those watching who are alone, who feel like they have no one around them. Jesus, I pray that you would bring them back into a city, bring them, bring them back into community. Pray that you would surround them with people who love them. I pray right now that you would break this loneliness over them. Jesus, we love you. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. I have a challenge for you, too. If you are alone, then uh, Ann and I have learned, the court right taught us this, if, if you want friends, get involved. Volunteer. Don't expect people to walk up to you after the service and uh, demand that, they, that, that you shake their hands. Um, take control. Get involved. And I have another challenge. 
if you aren't lonely, if you're surrounded by good community, if you have a family, and God challenges us to step up. He, he says he, he, uh, in uh, Psalm 68 that he places the lonely in families. Uh, I think if, if, if you have a rich community around you, then you need to share. And you need to find people who are lonely and invite them in. Okay, time to get out of the rain here. Psalm 107 verse 10. This is the next group of people that we're going to pray for and we're going to see breakthrough for. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. I think this is a, 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 a prayer, a plea, for people who have sinned, for those of us who have sinned. We've, the Bible says we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But sometimes you're forced to live out the consequences of your sin. And you're forgiven, if, if, you, if, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, say, God, forgive me of my sins. The Bible says that you are completely forgiven. God doesn't see your sin anymore. You're washed white as snow. However, unfortunately, if there are consequences to our sins sometimes, always. But sometimes we have to live, live in those consequences for a long time. If, if, you, if you feel trapped by choices you have made in the past that were mistakes, sinful choices, then God wants to set you free. It can feel like you are trapped by shackles and God wants to break those. There are so many examples of God letting us live out the consequences of our sin, mistakes we've made, and yet when we call out to him, him saying, I will rescue you. I was reading one in 2 Samuel, the very end of 2 Samuel, where uh, the, the people of God, David, and the people had, had made poor choices and they were living out the consequences of their sin. In the very end of 2 Samuel, God steps in and says, okay, I'm ending, I'm ending the consequences. God wants to do that to you. He wants to set you free. He wants to set your mind free. Okay, let me pray for you. Jesus, you know the places I've sinned, and I'm sorry. Forgive me, Jesus. I know you've forgiven me. I love you. I pray for anybody watching who is who's, who feels gripped by the mistakes, the sinful mistakes they've made, the times they've chosen willfully not to do your will, and now they're suffering. Jesus, I command the spirit of shame to go where Jesus would have you go right away. Jesus, I, I declare that, that people won't suffer anymore the shame of their sin. I pray that you would set them free and that they would be able to lift up their hands and say, God, I love you. You are so good. You are so merciful. All right. 
I'm going to take you to the ranch just so you can see what's going on there. So we live about um, just about 15 minutes from the ranch. So the next, the next part of Psalm 107, uh, 17 to 22. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. I, I, I think there's probably a number of ways to interpret this part of the psalm, but I wondered whether God wanted to address those of us who have made just some bad decisions, not, not sinful decisions, just poor decisions. And sometimes you can really feel trapped by those too. Maybe you made a poor investment and you lost a lot of money. Or maybe you uh, quit a job you shouldn't have or didn't marry someone you shouldn't have you should have or like all these non-sinful but decisions that we're faced with where it's like choose one or the other and sometimes we make choices that we regret I wonder if Jesus wants to give us the gift of wisdom then I'm gonna pray for you I'm gonna pray for freedom from from those those like the guilt or freedom from the regret and I'm gonna pray that God gives us all wisdom so Jesus I pray against those feelings of regret that you that, that we sometimes hold on to when we've made mistakes not not sin but just bad judgment I pray from for freedom from that in the name of Jesus of Nazareth if you if you feel that why don't you just turn your hands over in your lap as if you're dumping something out of your hands and and just re just like give that away God is good <laughs> you know one thing I realized on all our travels it kind of came to me once that I was facing a big big decision and and one that felt like I could make a mistake I remember thinking I think God is even bigger than my mistakes I think I can make a mistake and, and, and I'm not talking about a sinful mistake. I'm talking just about like a choice. I can make the wrong choice. I can make a bad choice. And God will still, can, can overcome that. He is bigger than my mistakes. So with your hands pointed down towards the ground, just release all that regret. And believe with me that God is bigger than your mistakes. He can overcome. He is so good. So Jesus, I pray that you would fill us now with wisdom. We want your supernatural wisdom. We want to know. Um, we want to know what's happening in these times, what we should do. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm gonna take you to one of the my favorite locations at the ranch. Man, it's quiet here. It's been it's been pretty quiet all summer. We've been doing a lot of work on the property. Uh, Joe Lanigan, our maintenance guy mainly, and some volunteers. Um, and we've gotten a lot done. But ministry-wise, it's 
been kind of slim. It's picking up in the fall with this lead program where we'll be ministering to the youth that are coming here on their gap year and um, to do their first year of university because they can't go to they can't go to the university themselves, so they'll be staying with us and doing our discipleship program, and that'll be good. But I won't lie to you; it was it was sad here this summer. Normally, this campfire pit would have been full of kids all summer long. Based on past experience, too, a hundred campers would have given their lives to Christ for the first time. It's uh, an amazing spot, and God has done incredible things here, and He will do it again. But this summer with COVID, we really suffered. So now the, the next part of Psalm 107, and I think the next group of people that maybe God wants to talk to right now, it starts at verse 23. Some went out on the sea ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a temp tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. If, if, you are, if you are daring, if you are courageous, if you are putting yourself out there, no matter what it is, I think in this instance, God's talking about people who are in business. And that, believe me, that can be plenty scary. And you can feel like your ego and your livelihood, your family's, li your family's welfare are all at risk when you go into business. And it, it can feel like you are, at, at times you, you win a big contract or you get kudos at work or, um, your art get rec gets recognized. It, it, it can feel like you are on the top of the world. You are riding a high wave. And then in the next instance, the next, uh, you know, the, your email notification bings and, and is bad news. And, and you can be right back into the trough and, and your, your courage can melt away. I think God is speaking to us those of us who are daring to go out there, there's all these areas where we can step out and be brave, and God is with us. Um, it, it says in, in here in this next section that they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. God is with you. He sees you. He loves you. This will work out. It says uh, in Romans, I think it's Romans 8, all things work out for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. I, I think there's so much evidence in my life of, 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 of it working out, of God being good. I'm going to pray for you. If, if you are in business or if you are putting yourself out there in some way, I want to pray for you. Jesus, I pray for courage. I pray for hope. I pray for breakthrough. I pray for supernatural bounty. I pray for anointing for all those of us who are in business, who are daring, who are stepping out beyond what is comfortable. I pray that you would see us, Jesus. You do see us. I pray that you would, you would anoint us, that our hands would be anointed for labor, that we would do good things and that we would prosper. We love you, Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you can still hear me in the wind. We might have to fix this up in post-production, as they say. But let's finish off Psalm 107. It gets a little bit messy near the end. It's hard to understand. But Psalm 33, 
to 38 talks about God turning rivers into a, de uh, a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground. But then also turning desert into pools of water and parched ground into flowing springs. I, I don't know, I don't know how God treats unrighteousness. And I don't, I don't understand how, I don't know, I don't really understand that side of God. And I'm hesitant to even talk about it. I know there's consequences to sin and I, I know, I know that bad things can happen to good people. But I also know that God is incredibly generous and good and faithful and merciful. And, and there's, been, there's been moments of parched land in my life. There's been moments of where I felt like I was in a desert all alone. But then there's been more moments where it feels like God is raining his mercy and his, and his grace on me and his justice is, is good and his love is fantastic. His righteousness is, is pure and his mercy is great. He's all those things. Why don't we um, spend the rest of the day, the rest of our lives, but especially today, reminding each other of how good God has been in our lives, testifying to his goodness, telling each other the stories of his great love and encouraging each other. Thank you, Alex, and all the staff at Courtright for uh, inviting Anne and I to preach this summer. We really enjoyed it. And um, we really hope to see you guys soon. We love you very much. COVID has been hard, and, um, but God has been good. And I'm gonna talk about his goodness. I'm not gonna talk about how hard it's been. I'm gonna talk about how good God has been because he has been incredibly good through this season. So bless you, we hope to see you soon.